the credibility will help you with the actual passive investors because if you are, again, having all these conversations with investors, creating all this valuable content, you're going to be perceived as an expert and it's going to give you additional credibility than someone who just has a LinkedIn profile or a Facebook page. Isn't it just the best when a software comes out that makes your life easier, makes you more money, and by the way, it's free? Well, welcome to Stessa, today's best ever sponsor. Stessa is a smarter income and expense tracking software for property owners. It allows you to track, manage, and communicate the performance of your real estate assets. So basically, it helps you make more money by looking at your properties in one dashboard. It's a beautiful dashboard, by the way. And it shows you the KPIs, the key performance indicators that you care about. What's the value? How much cash flow are you getting? What's the debt that you have on the properties? What are you bringing in monthly? What are you bringing in annually? And it allows you to have a quick snapshot, not only of your properties, but also come tax time, it's a breeze because you can scan receipts and invoices directly from the phone app and Stessa will automatically read and categorize them for you. No more data entry. It's been talked about in Forbes, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and all it takes is just a few minutes to add your properties, link the accounts, and everything updates in real time. Without Stessa, I was looking at my portfolio on an infrequent basis. I'm talking about my single family home portfolio. I got three single family homes, and I didn't realize that I had trapped equity. But if I was looking at it from a dashboard that Stessa has, then I would have realized that, hey, I got a portfolio value of X and I've got debt on it of Y. Holy cow, look at all this trapped equity. I'm missing out. And with Stessa, that won't happen. So go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. And it's free. It's free. Stessa.com forward slash best ever. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. So each week, we air a part of a podcast series. This week's podcast series is going to be a continuation of actually a six-part series that we're doing. But all these series will be about a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these series, we'll be offering a document or a spreadsheet, or some other additional hard copy resource for you to download for free. All of these documents, as well as previous Syndication School series episodes, can be found at syndicationschool.com. As I said, this episode is going to be a continuation of a six-part series entitled How to Raise Capital from Passive Investors. In part one, you determined what your current mindset was towards raising money. 
So we talked about the fear people have about raising other people's money, as well as how to overcome these fears or really any other limiting belief that you have towards raising money from passive investors. And then we also learned why someone would actually invest with you. And the answer isn't money or returns, but it's actually trust. So from there, we moved into part two, where you learned the differences between the JV and syndication, the joint investor and the syndication. And essentially, a syndication has limited partners that are completely passive, and then general partners who are active in the business plan, whereas the joint venture, everyone's essentially a general partner. So no one's completely passive. The people investing the capital also have some other role or responsibility. And then we also talked about the differences between the two main apartment syndication offering types, the 506B versus the 506C. So I highly recommend listening to those episodes first before moving into this episode, which is part three. And we will begin to discuss how to actually find passive investors. So by the end of this episode, you will learn the first six ways to find people to actually invest in your apartment syndications. And then in the next episode, tomorrow, we'll talk about six more ways. So in total, you'll have 12 ways of how to find these investors. Of course, this is assuming that you've listened to the previous syndication school series and you've hit all of the requirements. So if you don't have the education and experience requirements, if you haven't put together the rest of your team and the other things that we discussed, then you need to focus on that first before acting on these. But at the same time, raising money is a long-term strategy. So you might be able to actually implement some of these right away. And then others, you are going to want to wait until you've got other pieces in place. For example... Number one, way to find passive investors, and by the way, these are not in any particular order, so it's not like number one's the best way. These are all great ways that have been used by others to find passive investors. But number one is going to be the Thought Leadership Platform. So the Thought Leadership Platform is going to be your interview-based online service, essentially. It's a podcast, a blog, a YouTube channel, where you have conversations with apartment or real estate or syndication professionals, and then write a blog post about it, record a YouTube video or podcast episode, and share that to a following for free. Now, one of the reasons why the Thought Leadership Platform is a good strategy for raising money is because of all the relationships that you're building. So if you are going to do a podcast, for example, and you are going to interview different apartment professionals once a week, then you're going to have 52 conversations a year with 52 different active real estate professionals. And if just a handful of those know someone or they themselves are interested in investing in your deal, then the thought leadership platform is well worth the time. So the relationships formed with the guests, whether it be them investing directly or them providing with a referral to someone else who invests or Again, we talked about before, even if they refer you to someone who ends up coming on your team, and then maybe in the future they invest, having the thought leadership platform and interacting with these guests, whether it's tomorrow or in two years from now, will have a direct impact on your money-raising abilities. And then additionally, you'll have the people actually listening to your thought leadership platform. So let's say, for example, you create a thought leadership platform that is directed towards passive investors, which would be a brilliant idea because if you are creating content directed towards passive investors, you're likely interviewing passive investors, which is the opportunity to find an investor and get referrals from them. 
at the same time, you're creating content that's going to attract other passive investors that you haven't met yet. So in doing so, they'll reach out to you. We'll get into exactly how to do that in a second, but that's just another example of how the Thought Ledger platform can help you attract passive investors, and that would be the listener base. And overall, with the Thought Leadership Platform, regardless of who you are interviewing or what the theme of the podcast is or the Thought Leadership Platform is, you are going to be transmitting to the world your intentions to raise money to purchase apartment buildings and share in the profits. So we defined our primary target audience and secondary target audience in a previous indication school series, with the primary target audience ideally being our passive investors. And we basically created our brand around that fact and to attract that primary target audience. And in doing so, when you are creating these podcasts and these blogs and these YouTube channels directed at your primary target audience, you're letting them know that you are raising money for apartment buildings and you are going to obviously share in the profits with the people who invest in those deals. So anyone who comes across your content and sees that's what you're doing, if they're interested, then they will reach out. And then finally, the thought leadership platform is great, and this is going to sound repetitive if you've been listening to this indication school, but it's super important, and that is the credibility factor. Because if you remember, the biggest challenge you're going to face as a first-time money raiser, as a first-time syndicator when trying to find team members, is going to be the lack of credibility, because you've never done this before. And we've talked about all the different ways to promote credibility, but one way is the thought leadership platform. And... The credibility will help you with the actual passive investors because if you are, again, having all these conversations with investors, creating all this valuable content, you're going to be perceived as an expert and it's going to give you additional credibility than someone who just has a LinkedIn profile or a Facebook page or someone that they've never heard of before. So for those reasons, you're going to want to make sure you have a landing page on your website in order to capture the information of these interested investors. So you got your thought leadership platform, you're transmitting to the world that you are raising money to purchase apartment buildings and to share in the profits with these passive investors. If you're interested, go to investwithjoe.com and fill out our landing page in order to learn more. It's as simple as that. Then you'll have their email address and you will be able to move on to the communication phase of this, which we will be discussing in next week's series, how to actually communicate with investors once you found them. And then also, besides your actual thought leadership platform, you will also want to get interviewed on other people's thought leadership platforms for similar reasons. You're going to be more credible by saying, not only do I have my own podcast, but I've been interviewed on these five popular podcasts. You're going to get in front of more people, which will, again, allow you to form those relationships with the guests as well as the listeners of their podcast. And then you're going to have that credibility factor as well. And then if you direct them back to your website, they'll find your landing page and boom, you have their contact information. So most of these steps, I probably should have said this earlier, but most of these, in fact, all of these ways, the goal really is to get their email address and to get them to agree to hop on a phone call with you. And we'll go over a strategy of how to do that. Again, this episode and the part four tomorrow is just to be focused on how to find them. Next week's series will be focused on what to actually do once you find them. So number one is the thought leadership platform. Number two is bigger pockets. Do not underestimate the power of bigger pockets as it relates to networking. Because at the end of the day, raising money is really going to be about your network and people trusting you. So bigger pockets and other real estate related services or other services like bigger pockets, 
they attract both active investors and passive investors. Or investors who don't know if they want to be active or passive. So being someone who posts to BiggerPockets multiple times a day, five days a week for the past couple of months, I would say that the majority of forum posts that would be relevant to syndicators are people who essentially say that they're interested in getting into real estate, they have 50 grand or 100 grand saved up, but they don't know what to do. So they have a need, which is, I got this money, I don't know where to put it. And they're reaching out and most of the time they're saying, should I fix and flip? Should I buy a large apartment building myself? None necessarily will say, should I passively invest in apartment syndication? Because maybe they don't know about that strategy. And so a perfect technique would be to locate those types of posts and then comment, adding value saying you could do fix and flip. Here's the pros and cons of that. You can buy your own building. Here are the pros and cons of that. But there's also another strategy called apartment syndication. Here are the pros and cons of that. And then see what they say. And if they respond and say, oh, great, thanks for the advice, send them a DM and say, hey, I actually am an apartment syndicator. Do you want to learn more or do you want to have a conversation about it? And again, we'll talk about what to say during that conversation on a future episode. Now, you're not allowed to explicitly advertise on Bigger Pockets unless you are a pro member and then you can explicitly advertise on the marketplace. So you could technically just create a post once a week, once a month, asking for investors, assuming you're actually have a deal, you can ask for investors on the marketplace, assuming you're doing that 506C and you're allowed to attract investors. And you could also, again, I would probably ask your attorney first to make sure you're not violating any laws, but you can create a post in the marketplace before you have a deal just to generate interest. And if you're a bigger pocket slot, you've probably seen those types of posts. And then you could also advertise on their podcast or in their newsletter as a sponsor, but that's pretty pricey and probably won't be doing that for at least a few years. Now, I highly recommend getting a pro account because not only will it allow you to post in that bigger pockets marketplace, but it will also allow you to add a link in your signature or your description that will obviously link to your website or I guess wherever you want it to link to. Like for us, we have a specific apartment indication page where we have all of our blogs and videos. So that's the link that I have in my signature. That way, if I am posting a ton and people want to learn more about me, they click on that link, boom, they're directed to that apartment indication page and now they're on our website. And you'll also want to make a strong biography page on your actual profile that actually states your intention. So what are you trying to accomplish? Well, you're trying to raise money for apartments to share in the profits. So if someone sees you're posting a ton and they click on your profile, they'll see that's what they do. They'll see your website, they'll click on your website and ideally get to your landing page. Now, another strategy is going to be to post valuable content to the forums. So as I mentioned, I post seven to 10 times every day of the week, so five days a week, and the goal is to add value. So here is the exact strategy that I use, and the reason why I am saying this is because it's something that I think everyone should do, and there really isn't a competition to see who posts to bigger pockets. Although, if you do follow this strategy, I can guarantee you that you will be on the top contributor list on the specific forum that you actually post to. So for this case, it'd be the multifamily forum. So I'm consistently in the top three top contributors for the multifamily forum by following the strategy, which honestly takes me one hour per day maximum. At least now that I got a process down, which I had to determine by trial and error, but this is a very powerful strategy. And I'll tell you why once I actually explain what the strategy is. So first I go to biggerpockets.com, obviously sign in, and then I will go to my notifications first. 
because since I'm posting on an ongoing basis, I will want to go see if anyone replied to a comment that I posted or mentioned me in a comment. So you go there, you open up all those in new tabs, and then you go through each of them. If someone just says thank you or doesn't necessarily ask you a question or something that you can respond to, just make sure you upvote on that. And obviously, if they ask you a question, answer that question. Once I exhaust my notifications, I'll go ahead and delete all those. And then I will go to the keyword alerts next. So the keyword alerts that I use are passive investing, passive investor, syndication, crowdfunding, and accredited. And I have more keyword alerts than just that, but these are ones that are relevant to specifically attracting investors. So anyone who mentions those terms in their forum post... I will be notified via email, but again, I just do it once a day, so I go through all them one at a time. So I will go and I will answer any question or basically reply to any thread that's relevant, because sometimes you might get a notification and the thread isn't necessarily relevant because someone just said accredited, but they were using it incorrectly, or they were kind of just mentioning it in passing and it wasn't the main theme of the thread. But I'd say 50% of the keyword alerts are worth responding to. So then once I'm done with the keyword alerts... I move on to the commercial forum category, and then under commercial, there's multifamily forum. And so I will go over, I'll look at the posts over the last 24 hours, and I'll read the title, and anyone that seems like it might be potentially relevant and worth responding to, I'll open that up in a new tab, read through the thread, and then formulate a response. At that point, if I've hit my 7 to 10, then I'm done. I maybe only have five posts, all of those, because it's Friday and I didn't have any notifications or keyword alerts. Then I'll move on to the commercial real estate category. So it's commercial multifamily and then commercial commercial. And then I'll look through there. And usually there's not much going on in in that forum. Probably only 10 to 15 posts every day. From there, I'll move on to the private money forum. I think the category is lending. And there's one of them that's, that's private money. So in there, you have a lot of people asking about either loan questions or they'll be asking about private money. So hard money loans, passive investors, things like that. So that's the forum where most people will post asking about what should I do with all this money that I have. And then from there, if I still don't have my 7 to 10, I will just go to the most recent post and just start from the top and go down and keep replying to the forums until I have exhausted the day's posts or if I've gotten my 7 to 10. Now, as I said before, one of the benefits of this is that I can guarantee you that if you follow this for at least a month, you're going to be in the top contributor list for the multifamily forum. Obviously, unless every single person listening to this does it, then you might not be in there. But I have been in the top contributor list for the past few months just by following that strategy. But also, just by posting for a few months, you're going to start getting a ton of of private messages and direct messages. And most of them are just them thanking you for replying to their thread. And if there's anything I can do, let me know. Even if one out of 10 of those messages is someone who might potentially invest or be a potential investor, this strategy is well worth it because this strategy is essentially free. And I think bigger pocket memberships like a hundred bucks a year. So for a hundred bucks a year, if you can get one investor who invests a hundred thousand dollars in your deal or heck even $25,000 in your deal, uh, that's a pretty great return on investment. So not only do you have the ability to obviously reach out to passive investors or potential passive investors directly yourself, you will also start to get direct messages from interested investors as well. Obviously, not every single direct message is going to be like that, but it is a possibility. And then as I've stressed, do not expect 
to see results for a few months. So don't expect to post five to 10 times a day for a week. And then all of a sudden you've got investor asking to invest a million dollars in their deal. This strategy, as well as the majority of these strategies are longer term in nature. So six months at minimum for all of these strategies until you'll start to see any sort of results. So make sure you stick to it. Lastly, you can also, in addition to posting content to the forums, you would also post content to the member blog. So BiggerPockets has a member blog function where all the various profiles and members can post blog posts on one centralized location. So for you, really the easiest way to create a blog once a week, once a month, would be to repurpose the content from your thought leadership platform. So if you interviewed someone, let's say for an hour, you could probably break that into two to four blog posts. So if you do one of you a month, you could also post two to four blogs to the BiggerPockets blog, as well as to your own blog. You could also write about a certain lesson you learned based on a deal you've actually done or based on a specific aspect of the syndication process you've recently gone through. So maybe you're finding success using a certain strategy for your thought leadership platform, write about that. Maybe you found a team member in a unique way, write about that. So that's number two, and I think that's something that's going to be pretty important that really anyone can do right away and benefit from finding passive investors, and that's the bigger pockets strategy. So I highly recommend that you follow that one. Number three are going to be attending real estate meetups. So these are really any type of event that other real estate investors attend. So first, you can actually attend these meetups and conferences and seminars in person. And obviously, you're not allowed to explicitly advertise for money. So you can't go in there and say, hey, I am Theo. I raise money for deals. Who wants to invest? Right? You're not allowed to do that unless you're doing that 506C, but still talk with your security attorneys about that. But you are able to focus on building relationships. And again, this raising money part is going to be all about the relationships, the trusting relationships in particular. So you're going to need to come in with a plan of how to build these relationships, how to approach these relationships. There are really two approaches to forming relationships, and that's the broad approach, the hyper-focused approach. So the broad approach would be you walking into the Best Ever Conference 2019 with a stack of business cards and networking events, talking to people for two minutes, handing out the business card, and then leaving and trying to hit as many people as possible. The hyper-focused approach would be, again, using the Best Ever Conference as an example. You attend the Best Ever Conference, and then during all the networking sessions, you are trying to find that one person that you hit it off with, and then focusing on building that relationship for the rest of the day. So we believe, and have found, that the hyper-focused approach is much better than the broad approach, because, and it's pretty obvious, if you just handed a bunch of business cards, yeah, I'm sure they'll remember you, but you're not really standing out. Whereas if you focus on the hyper-focus approach, you're going to build that personal relationship, which will give you that connection and will create trust. So here is Joe's three-step approach when he attends these types of in-person events. So again, this could be a monthly meetup group, or it could be a three-day conference that's happening once a year. So as I mentioned, part one would be to focus on creating one new relationship. And if it's a multi-day event, Try to focus on creating one new relationship per day. Number two, when you are actually speaking to these people, you want to ask them personal questions with the purpose of learning about their goals and why they are attending the event. So your main outcome of these conversations should be, 
What do they want to achieve by attending this event? So why are they there? Are they trying to find a team member? Are they trying to find a new investment strategy, passive investors? Why are they at this conference? And the reason why you want to know this is because once the conference is over, you want to follow up with this person, whether it be on LinkedIn or email, and add value. And you will add value by helping them solve the goal that they had for attending the event. So, for example, if they said they were attending the event because they're trying to find a business partner, then I would go home at the event and send them a colleague request on LinkedIn and reach out and say, Hey, Joe, I wanted to follow up. It was great meeting you this weekend at the Best Ever Conference. You mentioned that you were trying to find a potential business partner. I hope you were able to find a couple of names. And then I'm going to pause. At this point, you would either solve the problem yourself or you would send them a referral to someone who might be able to help them. So continuing on our example, for the person trying to find a business partner, I would either say, I'm actually looking for a business partner as well. And based off of our conversations, it looked like our skills complemented each other. Just have a phone call to discuss it more. Or if I did not want to be their partner or we were different parts of our, our business and our careers, then I would say, I hope you were able to find a business partner. In the meantime, here are three names of people that I know are actively searching for business partners as well. And you should definitely reach out. So that's the three-step approach. Now, again, these are long-term approaches. So just because that person needs help with something that wouldn't necessarily help you raise money, that's not really the point. The point is to add value and do something for them. And then who knows? Maybe you never hear from that person again. And maybe you do this 20 times and 15 people you never hear from again, but five of them a few years down the road actually took action on your advice have a business partner, and now they're willing to partner up or they're willing to bring you deals or they're willing to raise money for your deals. You really never know where any relationship might lead. I never knew that when I got coffee with Joe three, four years ago, that it would lead to me recording a syndication school podcast series. But it just started off by me helping him with his podcast. So the connection between me helping with this podcast to now obviously recording this podcast as well as in the process of launching my own syndication business, it would have been impossible for me to actually foresee. So you need to have that same approach when you are attending these meetups as well as following really any of these strategies is that it's all about forming relationships and you do not know where these relationships will lead. Maybe they lead nowhere and maybe this person is going to be your next business partner. So in addition to actually attending these meetups and conferences, you can actually create your own meetup or conference. I'm not going to focus on this one because the benefits are going to be the same as attending other meetups, except for the added credibility factor, because you're the man in charge or the woman in charge. So that comes with an extra level of credibility than just attending these conferences in person. And there's also benefits of organizing an event and the marketing to get people to actually show up and speaking in front of people and and things like that. But again, it's all about building relationships. And in order to learn about how to create a meetup group, you can read the blog, which is to source real estate deals and generate more wealth, start a monthly meetup. So that is a blog post that we wrote that has three strategies for how to start a meetup group. Or really, it's actually just three different meetup structures for you to choose from. And like the Thought Leadership Platform, it's all about being consistent because your first few meetups, you're only going to have a handful of people show up. But if you stick to it, just like everyone else who has a massive meetup, they started out with a few people attending. Stick to it and you can create a massive meetup in your market. Now, you could also create a what I'm going to call a virtual meetup, so to speak. 
So this would be like a Facebook community, for example. So the best ever Facebook community that we have where people can join and ask questions to other active investors and then we'll post content and questions for engagement there. You can do this in addition to the meetup in person or instead of. I ideally do both. But a Facebook community is another great way to attract potential passive investors through, again, forming these relationships. Because for our Facebook community, we've got over a thousand active investors who are on there. And again, we don't know where any of these relationships could lead in the future. So I know I said I would go over six this episode, but we hit our 30 minute mark. So I'm actually going to stop here. And ideally, I'll go over the rest. So I've done three. I'll do nine in the next episode because these first three were really not the main or most important strategies, but they're the most in-depth strategies just because we've done all of these and we have a lot of information to provide for how to replicate these strategies. These other ones we've also done, but they are a little bit more simple and not as in-depth. So again, the first three that we went over in this episode are one, your thought leadership platform, two, bigger pockets, three, real estate meetups. And for all of those, we went over in-depth strategies for exactly what you need to do in order to start cultivating relationships in order to attract these passive investors. So as I mentioned, that's the conclusion of part three. In part four, we're going to discuss hopefully the next nine strategies. And in the meantime, to listen to other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications and to download your free document, visit syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Finally, there's a simple way to track rental performance. Stessa, our best ever sponsor, lets real estate investors track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate portfolios for free. Go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. You'll always know how your properties are performing with this dashboard. It's a beautiful looking dashboard, and it will help you save time with smarter income and expense tracking You don't have to do any more data entry. Just upload the stuff directly from your phone. It tracks it in real time. Get organized for tax time with tax-ready financials so you can download them instantly. This thing was built by investors for real estate investors. It's been featured in all the publications you can think of. To get set up with your free account, just add your properties, link your accounts, and everything else updates in real time. Stessa.com forward slash best ever. S-T-E-S-S-A dot com forward slash best ever to get started. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.